Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. We have a great show in store for you today. So we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along if you can. My name is Amber Jordan. And as always, I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, aka Mo. Hey, Mo. Good to see you. Hey, it's good to see you too. I'm glad to be here. And uh, let's talk about some leadership. Let's do it. Well, Mo, you and I have been talking about leadership for quite some time now. And there's a few things that we always seem to come back to. And one of those you mentioned in last week's episode in a quote, and the quote was, you cannot be defeated ever, or else you are not only letting yourself down, you are also letting your team down. Now, I've been thinking about this and I've come to the conclusion that that is unrealistic. Like how, how does somebody never feel defeated? Like that, it just seems like a really unrealistic, unattainable expectation that a leader would never feel defeated ever. You know, because we're human and we experience defeat and failure and frustration and pain and all of the things that, you know, we as humans experience. and so. To make a statement like that, that we can never feel defeated is just unrealistic. So I had every intention of coming today to the podcast today and letting you have it until I Uh remembered. Yeah, (laughs) until I remembered one thing that you didn't say we can't ever feel defeated. You said we can't ever be defeated meaning that being defeated, you know, it actually dominoes to our our team members. And so I was thinking about that and it really, you know, defeat is is an attitude. And the definition of attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. And oftentimes we think about attitude as just a feeling but really it's a settled way of thinking. And so I came to the conclusion that we as leaders do really have to have the attitude, a settled way of thinking that we are not going to be defeated, but not, it's not about, Oh, Hey, I don't sometimes feel defeated. So am I right in thinking that? Well, yeah, I think you're uh, definitely on the right track. In fact, what you said is probably a lot, uh, sounds a lot better than what, what I said. Um, <laughs> but of course, you know that everything does come back to attitude. And I, I, I love talking about attitude. And for leaders, I'm telling you, th- this is this is really what it's all about. And I'm not talking about the attitude of your team members, because if you're a leader out there, you're thinking, yeah, there's some people on my team that have an attitude. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the attitude of the leader. Jeff Keller wrote a book about this that everybody needs to read. And I've already talked about it in previous podcasts, but I'm going to give it to you again. And here's the first book uh, recommendation of the day. Attitude is everything. Change your attitude, change your life. (laughs) And in a nutshell, most people... 
they're, they're trying to work on making a product better or developing a, a better system. And they're just trying to kind of keep their job by doing those things and focusing on like the product and, and just, you know, wh what do I have to do to, to get the company to the next level when really what they need to do is they, they need to be thinking about their attitude, which is going to eventually, you know, uh, help the attitude of the team. And so these are all really important pieces to the puzzle, but you know, nothing is as important as developing an attitude for the self, meaning you should check yourself before you wreck yourself <laughs> if, uh, for, <laughs> for, for those uh, kids of the nineties. Right. You know, but really, Amber, you, you really, you should check yourself before you get into anything outside of that. Because if you're not checking your own attitude, you can't really go anywhere else. Well, for some of us, myself included, that's quite a task to make sure that we've checked ourselves before we're, you know, working with people or, you know, even helping people. I, I think that for a lot of our leaders, you know, they love the opportunity or the luxury to just, hey, I'm just going to focus on myself right now. But we have to work with people and interact with people. And so how, how do we navigate both? How do we work on ourselves and work on our own attitude What is what you're talking about? How do we work on that while at the same time being in a place of influence and influencing others? Because that's you know, attitude is so central to effective leadership. So how do we do that? Yeah, it really is central. And, and Amber, that's the whole thing. It's about the attitude because without that, nothing else matters. You have to have the right attitude if you want to be a leader. If you want to lead people, if you expect people to follow you, that's the first thing, right, that we learn really from our parents when, when we're growing up, right, is you better have the right attitude or else you're going to be in trouble. And Amber, I'm sure that you have um, your favorite sayings as a mom, because I know that, that you have daughters and, you know, they've probably had a snarky comment or, or, or two because we've all done the same when we were kids and, and we've all got those, 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 those comebacks, right? <laughs> but I mean, don't you as a mom have those comebacks to those snarky com comments for any specific situation. <laughs> yeah, well, we're actually in the nonverbal phase right now where it's just a bunch of eye rolling. So usually, <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's so dramatic. So usually I'm just like, hey, don't hurt yourself <laughs> because it's just. I, I love the eye roll, by the way. I, I, I mean, eye rolls are the best. I mean, we all do them in Amber. You've got a couple of eye rolls and I've seen those once or twice. I really have. And so, I mean, really, I mean, what, what are the things that, let me ask you this. What is the favorite thing that you say to your girls when you know that you've really got to change the situation for attitude? Well, I just call it out like, Hey, don't give me that attitude. <laughs> you do. And so, and, you, and there you go because you're a good mom and any good mom would do that because all good, all good parents have the best comebacks. I'm telling you, I mean, if you don't check your attitude, somebody else has to do it. I still remember my mom used to tell me all the time that, um, if I didn't wipe that, uh, that look off my face, she would help me do it. And I, I remember she would say, keep it up, keep it up. And I just, I, I would, 
I mean, really, it was just kind of fun. And, and, and I knew that if, if I could get her to say that, I at least had a little bit uh, going in my favor. But really, my mom really kind of helped me keep a good attitude. And for those of us, if you, we shifted to the leadership conversation, you know, we need to be the ones that are helping our people in our company, the people that we lead, have good attitudes. But we can't treat them the way that our parents did, right? We can't just go to work and, and, and say those kind of things. We need to lead by example. So the question is, are you leading by example? Because just as I was growing up and my parents were, were, were helping me, we need to continue to help others see things in the right light. So are you doing that, leaders? Are you helping people have the correct attitudes? Well, Mo, today we're going to talk about three things that attitudes actually determine. So why don't you start with what, what's the first thing that our attitude determines? Yeah, the, the first thing, Amber, is this. Your attitude determines the pace. Have you ever walked into a place of work and just felt it in the air? <laughs> it has to do with the attitude of what's happening in the day. Look, I'm the first one to, to, to tell people that, look, I realize that when there's, when there's attitude, good or bad, it's really an, an opportunity for me to influence others. And so whenever I walk into a situation, I think to myself, how can I change the attitude of the room? How can I be somebody who brings something positive? So I'm the one who, who sets the pace. It doesn't matter what it was like before I got there. I'm the leader. I have to be the one that really walks in the door and says, man, I'm going to do this because Amber, here it is. Your attitude, it's contagious, good or bad. You're the one setting the pace when you're the leader of a team or a company or anything for that matter. Your people are automatically going to take on your characteristics. They're going to take on your attitude. If you're excited, they're going to be excited. If you're not the kind of uh, per person that, that gets excited, your people probably aren't going to be very excited. And so let's just say that you have a subdued personality. Well, people are, are going to take that on. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You just need to know that they're going to take on your characteristics and at least internally anyway. Mo, it sounds like you're saying that people have, you know, a certain personality or certain characteristics. And so then they have to have a certain kind of attitude. Is that what, what if people are different? What if they don't have the same sort of personalities and they're, you know, trying to take on your characteristics or they, you know, and it just doesn't seem natural. Like, is there is there one attitude that every person should have? No, there's not. And, and I, I knew what you were getting at before you even started to ask it. And I'm telling you this, no, you don't have to have a specific certain attitude. If you're not like an off the wall kind of person, you don't have to manufacture that and, and fake it. But I will tell you this, you do as the leader have to inspire. That's what leaders do. There's a book, second book recommendation of the day by David Schwartz, and it's called The Magic of Thinking Big. And he says that people are going to react to the way that you view life. And I'm telling you that that's a big responsibility because over time, the attitude that you have on a daily basis, it's really going to set into the team. You're the one who sets the tone for your followers and your employees. You're the one who decides what's acceptable. You're the one who decides what's not acceptable. And so think of it this way. 
Your attitude impacts the entire organization. Isn't that crazy? If you want your people to take responsibility, then you have to be the one to take responsibility. They're going to take on that attitude. Remember, everything comes back to you. Everything rises and falls on leadership. If you decide that you want to change the attitude of the organization, Amber, the first thing you need to do is go to the mirror and take a look because it is entirely up to you. I, I love the illustration that I heard years ago that as leaders, we are supposed to be the thermostat, not the thermometer, meaning we're the one that sets the temperature of the room, not just checks it. Now, of course, it is our responsibility to kind of test the room and check the temperature of the room. But really, it's about that as leaders, we're supposed to cause the room or the environment to come up to where we've set it. Or sometimes we got to cool it down, <laughs> bring it down a bit. But really, you know, it's it's our responsibility that we determine and set it set the temperature, set the environment, and that we as leaders aren't swayed by the environment around us. And And I, I really love that. That illustration always stuck in my mind. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. So Mo, what is the second thing that we need to know that our attitude determines? Yeah, the second thing is this, Amber. For our leaders out there, your attitude determines the passion. And you actually just kind of spoke to that right there, things are going to try to pull you down and you can't allow those things to pull you down because now that you know that you set the tone, you know that you and your attitude determines the passion that your people are going to have for what they're doing. So let me start this point by saying this, you must love what you do. You have to. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, get out and get out now. We've all had jobs in our lives that we didn't really want to have, right? And and that's okay. In fact, Kevin calls that paying your dues. We all have to pay our dues. We all have a first job. In fact, think back leaders to the first job that you ever had. I remember mine, you remember yours, and maybe we'll talk about those one day. But whether it's flipping burgers or, or running errands for a local insurance company or whatever, you've had some kind of entry level job. But if you're listening to this, then you're probably in some kind of leadership position or you want to be. Maybe you're in one of those entry level positions and you're thinking, Mo, I really want to be a leader. I want to lead anybody. I want one person to lead. You're listening to the right podcast because you have to figure out what you love so that you can do those things because everybody is going to be able to see that. People can see whether you do or don't like the things that you do. And as a leader, you're doing nobody any good if you don't have passion for what you do. You see, that having been said, okay, you wait, need to wait, wait. know. Let, let, let me ask you this though. I mean, because. <laughs> so, I, I'm sorry, I, I, was, I was getting on my, did you see Amber? I was getting on my soapbox right there. I was climbing up. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm for those of you, I was getting on my soapbox and Amber literally just pulled me down. So I, I well, love it. Th well, th that, thank you for doing that. Yeah, that, that's another one of those big statements. Like you have to love or have a passion for what you do or you need to find a different job. I mean, really? I, I mean, I, I think a lot of us would like to just, hey, I'm going to take some time off and discover my passion. And, you know, some have <laughs> the luxury of doing that. But for the rest of us, who's going to pay our bills? Yeah, that, that is a great question. And so let, let me say this. Let me put it this way. You create enthusiasm. 
And like we mentioned in our last point uh, that, that we started out with, you know, just as people take on your attitude, and that's why I mentioned about being excited, enthusiasm really is about your job that you're doing. Being enthusiastic about what you do is important because it allows people to realize that enthusiasm matters. Enthusiasm matters. And, and you know, um, in, in How to Win Friends and Influence People, uh, there, there was a story about a day crew versus a night crew. And these people, all they really did was, was they, they, they shipped certain things out and, and there was a certain number and nobody really had any enthusiasm. So one manager pretty much just kind of, you know, brought the challenge to the other manager and said, we're, we're going we're gonna to ship more than you. And wouldn't you believe it? that these crews, the day and the night crew, they all knew what they were doing, but but there was just really some buy-in right there. And so they weren't necessarily enthusiastic about shipping or boxing, but they were enthusiastic about being a team and, and accomplishing something together. So the question for our leaders out there today is, do you bring enthusiasm to the people that are, are looking to you to help them see why they should care about what they're doing? Yeah, Mo, I know you're a competition guy. So I think we just have to turn it into some sort of competition. Like, here are the rules. Here's the prize. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All the time. Well, Mo, uh, what's the third and final thing that we need to know today as leaders that our attitude determines? Yeah, number three is this. And this one is, gosh, I love this one, Amber. Here it is. Your attitude determines the possibilities. You are the one who decides the ground floor and the ceiling, or if you don't even have a ceiling. The reason you're the leader is because you inspire people. That's your job. <laughs> That's the bottom line. You need to be able to get people to go from one point to another and succeed. And you need to be able to do that, not for your sake, but for their sake. You need to have your people in your mind the entire time thinking, how can I help these people succeed? And sometimes your people don't even want to get there, right? <laughs> Henry Ford said this one time. He said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> let, me say that, let me say that one again. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And leaders... It's nobody's responsibility except for yours. You need to give your people the understanding that they can do whatever you need them to do. And you need to make sure that you have their best interests in mind, not your best interests. You see, if you approach something as an impossibility, your team's gonna inevitably take on that understanding of the situation and they're gonna get downtrodden. And there's nothing worse than having a leader that doesn't believe in the team to overcome a challenge. And so if you approach something as possible, well, then the ability of your team, just you raise that and the dream gets bigger and better and you increase their potential to do great things. And Amber, you, you increase it, not just one or two, but exponentially. And that's when your team can accomplish bigger things that even they didn't think that, that they could. So I have a question for you, Amber, and this is also a question for all of our people out there, but how has your attitude been lately? You know, uh, and, and, and before you answer, <laughs> looking around at the people that you lead and you see what their attitudes are, I mean, 
where, where do you see yourself? What are the things that, that you have been inspiring in your team? Or what are the things that you've been trying to inspire in your team? Well, I think one of the things that we've been doing or I've been doing with them the most lately is just looking, like you said, po the possibility, but it's really being optimistic when when we try something and it doesn't necessarily work the way that we wanted to instead of here's that word we talked about in the beginning being defeated it it's really just saying oh okay this didn't go the way that we wanted to but here are the things that actually happened here are the good things that we accomplished and so what what can we do now now that we know that we can accomplish these good things what can we do next and so i think for me it's just it it is really is just being optimistic of there there is another opportunity to try again and we've learned from this whether it's a mistake or a setback or or whatever we've learned from it and now we have an opportunity to apply what we've learned and do it again and i just i i enjoy doing that and i i, w I enjoy watching it be contagious like you said that all of a sudden they a little bit of inspiration and optimism like it inspires creativity and all of a sudden where they didn't have an idea they've got a new idea and that's really fun. Well, Amber, you're talking about opportunities and I love that word. I mean, leaders love the word opportunity and opportunities. And in large part, it has everything to do with how you run the show as a leader. You see, there's stuff that's going on at home and other places, both for you and your people. And all that rolls up into your ability to lead people. It's not just, well, leave everything at the door and then we got to get things done. That's not good leadership. That's management. That's a manager saying, hey, I don't want to deal with your stuff. Leave it at home and I shouldn't have to deal with this and let's just get these things done. Okay, well, if you want to be a manager, you want to live in the, the management realm, by all means do that. But if you want to be a leader and you want to inspire people, you can't do that. You have to invite all those things in. The things that people are, 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 are dealing with at home and with their kids and with their spouses and their loved ones and their friends and their extracurricular activities and everything. Because you have a chance, here it is. Leaders, you have a chance to affect your people directly. And I hear people all the time say, man, I am doing such a good job. You know, um, I, I, I am humbly uh, letting everybody know that uh, I'm probably not a level five leader like Maxwell calls it, but but yeah, you know, I probably live in, in, in the level three or the level four realm. And as soon as somebody says that to me, Amber, I think to myself, well, if you think you're a level three or four leader, you're probably living in the level one or two realm. And if you don't know what that even means, you need to go get that book, The Five Levels of Leadership by Maxwell, and find out what level you're living in. Because if you wanna to get to any level, you need to have a good attitude. And just by the nature of how people act, you know where they're at. And so here it is. You want to get to the highest level of leadership that you can get, but you can't do that without focusing on your attitude. If you don't know what to change in your leadership, you need to start with the attitude because you cannot help your people achieve opportunities. You can't help them get to the next level until you check your own attitude, put your attitude at work and at the forefront so everybody can see it and say, this is contagious. I want you to have this attitude. And you know what? I, I know you've got things going on all in, in your life and all these facets 
closets. And you know what? I want to be effective. So the question is, are you doing that? Are you being an effective leader? Are you looking towards your own attitude to help people to, 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 to reach the opportunities and do the things that will help just not the team, but help the company succeed? Because Amber, when people start doing that, Others are going to take notice and, and, and that attitude is contagious. They're going to say, man, I want to be like this leader. I want to be like this team. Yeah. And, you know, it's not about as a leader faking it either. It's not about somehow manufacturing a, a false positive attitude, but it is about, you know, something we talk about all the time, uh, you know, having people that speak into your life, having an inner circle. It, leaders need a place where they can go and say, hey, I really feel pretty crappy right now. Like things just aren't going good. Things are rough, but it can't be to their people because the people are looking for them for leadership. Now, that doesn't mean you be inauthentic. That doesn't mean you pretend like we don't see a problem. Everything is great. But it, it really is about dealing, like you said, with your own attitude, with your own stuff, with people that you can trust and that can support you, encourage you. You always talk about having people in your life that can be your cheerleader. It's it's dealing with the attitude issues there so that you can be fully present. And yeah, you can be authentic. Like, hey, things are rough. This is a setback, but here's how we're going to approach it. And so I, I just, I, I want our listeners to really understand that, that we're not saying manufacture a good attitude. We're saying set your mind on a, a good attitude so that you can have a good outcome for your people. So Mo, as we get ready to wrap up, what are some of your final thoughts for us today? Well, Amber, I want to go back to the very beginning and, and just remind people this. Attitude is everything. If you don't know where to start, start with your own attitude. Don't worry about the people that you're leading. Don't worry if they've got bad attitudes or good attitudes or anything in between. Look in the mirror and say, how has my attitude been with my people lately? Because remember, you set the pace. And once you set the pace, you can give them passion and, and, and then you're going to, you're going to help them get to the places and have the opportunities to do the things that you need them to do. But we can't do that until we start focusing on our own attitude. So Amber, I would just really say for people, have a great attitude, go to work tomorrow and say, man, I can't wait to influence people. I can't wait to change a life. And when you start having that attitude, it really is going to change the way that you lead others. And keep those eye rolls to a minimum. <laughs> always that, that, that's I'm preaching always to the choir. <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir right now <laughs> well everybody thank you so much for joining us on this episode we look forward to seeing you next time thank you for listening to the rising tide leadership podcast highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes we hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week.